Hey, hi, hello. Welcome back to another episode of the Pin Pals podcast powered by Warrior Pins. I am your host, Eric Roman from Warrior Pins. Thanks for lending me your ears for yet another episode. Man, we're just on a roll, aren't we? This is number 11, and we still have more to go. We're trying to keep this thing going all summer long, so please buckle in. Make sure you're subscribed, following, and downloading all the episodes on whatever platform you choose. Now, today's guest is Trusted Vibes, a pin shop that's run by Tanner Tremel. Tanner was an absolute pleasure to talk to. He was even friends with one of our season one guests, Name Pending. We kind of get into that in the podcast. Uh, we also get into the usual topics like how he started Trusted Vibes, what it's like designing his first batch of pins, marketing on social media, selling B-grade pins, the struggles and challenges of running a pin shop, and so much more. Trust me, this is a conversation between two guys who clearly love pins, so I think you'll find it very enjoyable. Without further ado, enjoy my conversation with my pin pal, Trusted Vibes. I don't have any any coffee. Usually have coffee, but cheers. Yeah, to, uh, we got the water bottle. Nice. There you go. <laughs> awesome. Welcome to Pin Pals, Tanner. How's it going? Hey, man, it's going great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Happy that you could uh, join us. I know that this has kind of been uh, kind of in the works for a little bit, going back and forth in the messages, but finally glad we're able to make this happen. Yeah, definitely. I'm I'm thrilled to hear that season two's underway and. Um, I, when I first found out that you were doing this in the first place, I was geeking out hard. So um, season one's been fun. Um, I think it's such a great idea. And I'm honestly surprised no one's jumped on it earlier. Um, I'm the same way. I was kind of shocked <laughs> that this would be like the first podcast about pins, especially since I didn't release it till, I don't know, five, six months into the pandemic and podcasts were like rapidly increasing in popularity. So you'd think maybe oh, yeah. someone would have come up with something, but hey. Definitely. I'm glad you're taking charge. <laughs> <laughs> I think since then, there's been uh, one or two other ones out there, but I think we have them beat by like a couple of weeks. <laughs> so nice. I'll there hold on is. to that. Um, <laughs> so why don't you introduce yourself to the listeners? Uh, who are you and what is Trusted Vibes? Yeah. Uh, so my name is Tanner Trammell. I'm from Oklahoma City. Um, and I've been running Trusted Vibes since 2015. Um, it started as a fun little side project right after college. Um, and yeah, just sell fun pins and, and goods. Um, I say goods because I kind of have some random knickknacks I sell from time to time. Mm-hmm. Um, but pins are kind of the, the main focus of the shop. Okay, cool. So did you have, I, I, I'm, I'm willing to bet that somewhere early in your life you had an experience with disney pins and then that just somehow snowballed or just kind of stayed in your life somehow am i getting my am am I in ballpark <laughs> yeah yeah and then i mean it's crazy how much that relates to like almost everyone who has pins mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> um but yeah i went to disney world a long time ago i think my first pin was like a goofy pin nice um which still holds near and dear. I have no idea where the pin is though. It just disappeared. You know, you're a little kid, you lose stuff. So I wish I still had that pin. Um, but yeah, I mean, I was never collecting since day one. Um, I think just randomly on the internet, I just came across some pins on Etsy, like 2014. And Mm -hmm. I was like, Oh, no way. Like average Joe's are just kind of doing this on the side for fun. Like it's just a fun way to 
build art and release it and like sell it for fun you know i don't know yeah, so yeah. that's definitely where the, the bug kind of bit me just like oh i could do this too this is gonna be a blast that's so, pretty cool yeah do you remember what pins you were searching for way back when oh um i don't i kind of stumbled across it but it was a ufo pin i think yeah it was uh x-files related something okay. like the truth the truth is out there kind of message with it i'm pretty sure i have it on my pin board here somewhere um to try to find a pin on a pin board is like a needle in the haystack <laughs> i know if, if you have two hours i can find it for you um but yeah it was a it was a shop called monsters outside on fc okay. and they've been around since like 2010 but they do a lot of cool t-shirts and stuff um but this guy mostly sells t-shirts but sold like two or three pin designs um and that's kind of where i you know found out oh people make their own pins that's dope <laughs> hmm. so you find that out and, and i think that's pretty interesting um because you uh i it just i think it's interesting that you said uh the average joe because um, it's not like it, it's like oh wow like almost anyone can do this this is really cool like you know i think i can do this you know, what was the inspiration? Um, okay, so you saw someone making these pins, and that's cool. I think I can do that. What, what, what did you want to make? And then how did, like, you know, finding these people on Etsy, the shop on Etsy, how did that kind of inspire you to make that first pin and to make that leap? Yeah, definitely. Um, so it was just right after college, um, and I went through art school um, okay. for photography and video. Um, but yeah, for four years straight, you're kind of surrounded with really creative people. You're looking at mm -hmm. awesome artwork left and right. Um, and the idea of, of making something that's, you know, small, relatively affordable to make and sell and ship and almost kind of like trading artwork with people. Um, that really just like made me excited. Um, and I am by no far like a really great designer or anything when it comes to like uh adobe software or anything um but i do my best and i think it's just a blast to be able to do that um and have the availability with the internet nowadays and just like building your own shop can take almost no time yeah um getting your pins out there is really easy um but yeah it kind of just started like a fun little side project just to see how it would go and you know Coming up on six years later, I'm I'm still doing it. Ooh. It's awesome. Congrats on that. That's awesome. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Do you remember like the first pin, first couple pin releases that you kind of ran with to see what the heck would happen if you put these on the internet? Oh yeah, for sure. Here, let me grab. I kind of have a separate little small board with all my original designs. Nice. Okay. On there. Um, man, what was my first design? It might have been this popcorn pin, okay, which is very kind of low grade, and I still sell popcorn pins, but now I kind of updated the design now that my skills Ooh. have gotten a little bit better, a little yeah. bit cleaner, you know. Um, yeah, I did these little Game Boy color pins. I like those. Um, kind of throwing back the nostalgia, and um, yeah, just pretty much anything I could think of to do any pack pin <laughs> just all sorts like of random that. stuff 
So how did yeah. the experience go after you kind of put them out on the internet? I mean, obviously it led to you still doing this six years later. Um, but were they all kind of like a hit? Did you sell out relatively quickly? Did, you know, you find out maybe one particular Game Boy Color didn't do well than the others? What was that like? Yeah, um, it was interesting. I, I imagined it selling really quick and just being like a fast paced, like, all right, like I'm a CEO now. I got to make these decisions. <laughs> we're, we're selling pins now, people. Um, but, you know, it's, it's always a hit or miss. You think a design's going to be fantastic and, sometimes it doesn't work out that great and then the pins that you're just kind of doing on the side just just to have a new pin those are the mm. ones that sell out in like 30 seconds no i'm joking not 30 seconds but <laughs> but isn't that funny that, that um, tends to be the case the ones you're like yeah i don't know if this is gonna do well they they end up being like some of your best sellers it's crazy yeah i know um it's that yeah, gut feeling. I, I think, yeah it is a gut feeling you kind of <laughs> just have to go with it um and I did this like Game Boy, like Pokemon kind of pin. The, the and that was really my first. Yeah, it has the, uh, the yellow, the red, and the uh, blue original Pokemon Game Boy games kind of overlapping each other in one pin. Um, that was my first sellout pin. And that was probably my third pin I made way back when. Oh, wow. And that's kind of when it hit that I was like, oh, wow, this is like doable. Okay. First couple pins were struggling a little bit, and that mm -hmm. one kind of sold out in like a week. I was like, "All right, feeling it." Okay, that's <laughs> pretty cool. And this is like yeah. way like 2015, 2016, somewhere around there. The pin game wasn't mm -hmm. where it's at now. Back then, I you know, people were coming out with pins like for a long time, um, but the craze and the, like the mainstream and the, the the pop culture of it all just like I don't think still was there so that must have been like really exciting for you to kind of be like on the forefront of this like massive trend coming through it did kind of feel like that yeah and I thought about this the other day just how much pins really have like become a big thing mm -hmm. um even the last two or three years it's really exploded um yeah 2014-15 that was kind of the beginning of it all you're totally right um, yeah, it almost felt like you discovered a new medium, yeah. you know, like a new platform to, to work on, um, as an artist, as a small Etsy shop owner. Uh, yeah, it was pretty exciting. I mean, it was a wild, wild west back then, you know, it was really easy to kind of game the algorithm and to kind of like get ahead. It was a lot easy to grow back then. So I'm sure, you know, the, the, the reach and all that, the impressions were, were off the charts. Oh, yeah. And I mean, I could go on a rant for hours about social media algorithms not doing what I wish they did. And, <laughs> you know, it's all pay for profit nowadays. But um, yeah, yeah, man, the good old days. I miss That's those. Likewise, likewise. <laughs> um, so tell me about uh, the name Trusted Vibes. What, I feel like there's a story behind that. The, the name was so random. I, I can, I kid you not. I sat down for like three <laughs> weeks to try and come up with a name. Um, and it's difficult because you don't want to create a name that's so specific. Um, which I know you've mentioned before in previous episodes, you know, like, um, warrior pins. It's like related to the Ninja Turtles, but it's not strictly Ninja Turtles, you know, yeah. so you could venture out. 
And I tried That's to do the wild same thing that you where... remember that, by the way. I'm sorry to interrupt. That's just <laughs> wild. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, man. I'm a fan of the podcast. It's great. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I just wanted something kind of short and sweet, something cool. Um, and I just like kind of good vibes, you know? So mm-hmm. uh, throwing out different words in front of the word vibe. <laughs> and I just came up with trusted. And I was like, okay, so people come here. They can trust their vibes. They're good energy, you know? Definitely. <laughs> it's silly, but I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I think it works. I think it's awesome. Thanks. Yeah. I landed cool. on it. And then, you know, thinking of other names, I'm like, nothing else could beat that in my books. So I was mm-hmm. like, all right, we're going with that. There you go. I love it. Walk me through how you make your pins from and the idea to actually contact and manufacture and shipping them out uh, to your customers. What's that look like for you? So right off the bat, I've probably used three or different, or sorry, three or four different uh, like design softwares. Okay. Um, for me personally, I feel like the Adobe softwares are really great, but also very intimidating and kind of you know, hard to grasp sometimes. Um, so I've kind of, I've jumped around and I think it's, it's fine to do that. But, um, once I found a software I felt comfortable with, it's more or less just kind of tracing and selecting colors and, um, doing a little bit of edits here and there, you know, Mm -hmm. change it up a little bit. Uh, but honestly, I'll just hop on Etsy and kind of see like, Hey, I want to do, uh, a pin related to the goofy movie, but let's do some research and see what other goofy movie pins are out there. Mm. Um, that's something else I try and keep in mind. Like if someone else has already done it, I try not to do it again. Cause I feel like the market could just become flooded. Um, I really don't want to step on anyone's toes. Um, yeah. And most recently, like my Patrick star pin, um, there's a million SpongeBob pins out there. <laughs> Um, so I try to do some research be like, what pin hasn't been already made with SpongeBob? Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll kind of find an image online and more or less just kind of trace it, um, work with it. You got to think like, all right, this is going to be like a, an inch, an inch and a quarter, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's a pretty small item it's made of metal. Um, you can't always have the most detailed designs, right. um, when it comes to, you know, molds and metal work and all that stuff. But, um, yeah, it's just something to keep in mind. And from there, uh, I have a couple contacts, uh, you know, where people will take my design, clean it up a little bit if they have to, mm-hmm. um, give me the cost and tell me where to ship it. And then once I pay, you know, they'll work on it and, send it over about a month later that happy <laughs> mail day you get to open the gift and look at your pen and be like man this is awesome so yeah i love mail day <laughs> <laughs> whether you're getting a big fat bag of pins in the mail or you got a pin trade coming in the mail mail's awesome and when you get uh, your pins from um, your supplier, are you, you know, kind of looking them over before shipping them, setting setting aside? Like, I don't know, you know, because that's the nature of, of making pins. A lot of the times you'll get like kind of defects or little things and pins and stuff like that. So do you come across that? And if so, how do you kind of navigate those waters? Yeah, definitely. Um, and in the 
almost six years doing this, I've definitely jumped from manufacturer to manufacturer. Um, and something to keep in mind, like they might be great for two years, but in that third year, they might start slipping or mm -hmm. you just notice their work's not as great anymore. Um, so for me, I'm kind of constantly jumping around. If I have a pin I'm really excited about, I'll send it to my, my go-to number one pin manufacturer. Um, if there's a design I'm kind of just testing, just, you know, making a pin for fun, doesn't really matter if it looks awful. That's bad to say, but you know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah, yeah. a pin you don't really care about that much. I don't know. Um, Some pins just don't require of, that much detail or attention because they're pretty simple. Yeah, exactly. So I'll kind of give that to my test run manufacturers. Um, but yeah, when you get the pins, I definitely look them over and um, I'd say usually it's like maybe 10 out of a hundred are usually, you know, the color's not great or there's a little mm -hmm. bit of a hiccup here and there. Yeah. yeah. Um, I feel like that's pretty much anywhere you go though. It's There's usually 10 or so out of a hundred that aren't quite top notch quality, you know? Agreed. Um, yeah, but I've been, I'm pretty happy with the people I have now. Um, but you always kind of go through and look at it. And recently I've been selling what I call B grade pins. Okay. Um, cool. So an A grade would be like damn near perfect. Like nothing really wrong with it. That's going to be your normal price pin. And then B grades with, you know, little hiccups here and there. And I'll sell it to you still if you want it, but it's going to be, you know, two or three dollars cheaper. Yeah. So. Hey, there's a market for that. People really like, you know, are into, you know, saving a little bit, even if that means there's like a scratch or maybe the color isn't perfect or something like that. So at least you're putting them to, to, to good use and, you know, you're, you're trying to kind of offset your costs and not like take too much of a hit with that, you know, as long as there's people willing to pay for it, then, you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with doing that. That's cool. Yeah. And I've only been recently doing that. I kind of wish I'd been doing that since day one. <laughs> <laughs> I would just take these like 10 or so not so good pins and like set them aside. And then they would just kind of sit in the corner for a year or two, or, you know, I kind of hold on to them and give them out as birthday gifts and yeah. just random, like, like send a pin to my buddy and just cheer him up, you know, whatever. But, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I did the grade B's for my Patrick pins and they, sold faster than my grade A's. <laughs> wow. So, yeah, I mean, I think people are always down for a deal. Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, and we, we'll talk a little more about deals later in the marketing section. Oh, yes. And so in terms like overall, just running an enamel pin shop, what do you think has been uh, some challenges for you? Right now, there's not too much, but looking back and thinking about the early days of starting things up, like, mm -hmm. boy, it was rough. Um, the first couple of pins I sold, I, I mailed in envelopes, like just regular, like number 10 envelopes. <laughs> and looking back, I'm like, why did you do that? That's so not the right way to do it. <laughs> you know, I would try and like bubble wrap them and keep them safe and yeah. kind of fold the envelope over and create this like <laughs> weird square of like a, envelope thing i don't know it was crazy um and then before i kind of took the plunge and invested in a label maker mm -hmm. um i was printing every 
shipping label for my printer. And then I'd have to use scissors to cut out the, Oof. yeah. And then it's when I sold my, my Pokemon pins way back when and got like, you know, 20 or so orders in one day mm-hmm. and it kind of wasn't slowing down. I was like, Oh man, I got to invest in a label printer ASAP. Yeah. <laughs> my hands are hurting with these scissors, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, it's just a bunch of little stuff like that and just kind of testing the waters and, you know, what's a good size, like bubble mailer, you know, mm-hmm. like a, a, a padded bubble mailer envelope. Um, where do I buy those? What's the good cost for them? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Those are early days, man. You've really just got to kind of just jump in and figure it out as you go. Um, yeah. Yeah. You really got to do your research and kind of take your time. I made a spreadsheet and I just jotted down what I was getting, uh, where it was coming from, the price, what it would be like per unit. I got really specific, but then I started driving myself crazy because I wouldn't, I still wouldn't <laughs> take the plunge and buy anything because I'm like, there's got to be a better deal out there. There's got to be something. I'm not, I haven't checked Alibaba. Oh. I haven't checked all of eBay yet. <clears throat> so there was a lot of that for me in the beginning. But that's just kind of like the person that I am. But, you know, if I could tell myself and, and probably both ourselves, like, just just take the plunge and, and you'll figure it out as you go. But don't let like these little things like what don't let a couple bucks stop you um, from like a 50 pack at Staples or like a 50 pack at eBay or, or, or anything like that. Like I was getting caught up in a lot of the small things, too. Just got to go for oh. it. And you'll get there eventually. 100% could not agree more. And it's something else that I just thought of is since day one, I've always tried to make the store a self-sufficient store. Um, like I have my own separate little bank account for trusted vibes mm-hmm. and whatever money I make for trusted vibes, basically it goes right back into it. Um, so I try and keep my finances separate, like my personal finance, and trusted vibes account separate um just to one it kind of helps organize it but also um i think it's good to you could easily get lost in spending a lot of money on on pens and equipment and mm-hmm. other things like that and back in those days right out of college you know i'm still looking for a job i'm <laughs> yeah. you know, living on my own um you know pens they're relatively cheap to make but you know if you're a poor college student that that money is kind of useful for rent and <laughs> yeah yeah you know beer money and stuff so. <laughs> priorities you know? exactly <laughs> but like when you when you think about it yeah it might be when it's all said and done getting the design done maybe it's going through a couple artists the backing card the shipping for the pins and getting the pins made you're looking at you know hundred two hundred dollars per pin when you're talking about multiple pins that stuff adds up really quickly so it's it's oh yeah i mean it's business one-on-one right here setting up a separate bank account so (laughs) glad to hear you're doing that oh yeah um it's worked out good too you know it kind (laughs) of shows you all your money in one pool and Mm -hmm. so you know not getting mixed in with other assets that you have so um yeah i mean i find it to be a pretty pretty good little tip if anyone's wanting to start their own uh pin business or anything 
for sure. And oh wow, that was going to be uh, my last question before we move on to the next segment. <laughs> Do you have any advice for any pin makers? And and there you go. Uh, get yourself a bank account, a business bank there account. It is, yeah. You know, I, I have a brother who's a lawyer, and he's like, man, you got to get an LLC. You got to protect yourself. And yeah. I guess that's an option. I still haven't done it yet, but I don't know if a lot of pen makers do that or not. But I think it makes sense. I guess if you're running a small business, it kind of protects you from lawsuits or whatever. They don't take all your money, just your little bank account, separate bank account money. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, we're not saying that we're uh, offering any kind of legal advice or this is the way it should be doing. Everyone's situation is no, different. Definitely. Warrior Pins is set up with an LLC for some of those reasons that you mentioned. But really, it, it was a matter of just saying that I have my own business and, and I set it up and I've gone through all the, the hoops and challenges to be able to say, you know, warrior pins llc like there's a there's it makes me happy you know going through all that and stuff like that so that was kind of like uh one of the reasons why i decided to uh to actually take the plunge and make it a a legit business man that's awesome i need to honestly just like look into that a little bit more um you inspired me i'm gonna do that it was a lot. It was a lot of YouTube videos and a lot of reaching out. I had a business mentor um, who I would kind of seek professional and personal advice uh, for for all sorts of things. But uh, he had experience in setting up LLC. So like he helped sit me down. We uh, filled out a business plan. He had all these like templates and workbooks because he was a uh, I forget uh, for score dot com. I think you're able to like hire or like get in, get in contact with business mentors. Um, so we kind of had that kind of like experience. So, uh, that really helped me take the plunge cause I don't have much of a, a business background. I went to, um, uh, school for communications. I was like really into audio and video, not necessarily business. So I'm just kind of like learning on the fly, but there are tons of resources available is what I'm trying to get at. Um, not just having a business mentor, like all the stuff that he told me, I had already heard from doing my research on YouTube and stuff like that. So, um, nice. I think it goes kind of without saying, like, it kind of just depends on what kind of shop you want to run. Mm-hmm. as a pen person you know i could see people like and i've seen it time and time again i was like man i remember when they only had like 300 followers and now they're like running a warehouse like filled yeah. with like they really like took this and like ran with it um and i love to see it i think that's that's the american dream right there that's awesome mm-hmm. um but you know um i wouldn't say my store's like super um like out there or anything it's a humble little shop but um you know i'm comfortable with it right now and i think if it does get bigger i would definitely need to kind of start thinking about those steps where it's like all right maybe we should start looking at an Mm -hmm. llc and and getting some of that stuff figured out so cool Um, yeah and that's another great thing you can kind of just go with it you don't have to do all this right away you can kind of just go with the flow and Mm -hmm. whenever you feel comfortable make that plunge great parting words into our next segment which is all about marketing. Woo. I geek out on this kind of stuff. (laughs) Um, I do too. So tell me, Tanner, what does your marketing strategy look like for your pins? So right now I'm on Instagram and TikTok. Oh, TikTok. Um, Yeah. 
Um, I, okay, a year ago, if you told me that I would have a TikTok account set up, let alone one for my, uh, my pen shop, I would have been like, you're crazy. I'm never, I'm too old for that. Those are the kids playing with the TikToks. <laughs> I'm an Instagram and Facebooker. But there's actually like a pretty good pen community on TikTok right now. Um, and it makes sense because, I mean, that's that's where all the young people are. They've, yeah. I feel like Instagram was really cool way back when, but now they're kind of corporate, just like Facebook. And it's kind of the the circle of life for social media. Like, they were cool at one point, but now they're <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they yeah, sold yeah. out. Let's find something else. Exactly. Um, but wait, yeah. tell me, what are you posting on TikTok? I'm, I'm really curious about this now. Oh, yeah. Um, so on TikTok for my, like, six followers. Uh, I have great <laughs> videos. Um, I have a video about like the shipping process. Um, so it's just kind of showing like my label maker in action and like writing a note and like stuffing the envelope and sealing it and slapping the label on. Um, kind of just like a fun little, hey, here's me working in my shop. Um, other videos, you know, um, kind of just showcasing the pins. Um, there's nothing really too special about it. Just kind of fun music playing, different shots, different angles. Um, mm -hmm. I try and make them fun. Like for the Patrick pin, I had like SpongeBob audio that I recorded from that episode where, Sp where Patrick says, East, I thought you said Weast. <laughs> um, <laughs> so as you're watching this video of me like showing off the, the pin, you're listening to the SpongeBob audio clip from the episode playing at the same time. So it's kind of like a fun little film editing software. It's just really fun to play with. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's interesting. You're the first person, I think, to kind of talk about being on TikTok as a business. That's interesting. That's really cool. Nice. I, I, I mean, give it another year, man. I think a lot of people are just going to make that plunge and but it's interesting. I mean, I feel like at the same time, it's a really flooded platform. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like, how do I get people to actually like find my TikTok or, or whatever? I mean, like, it's all about the content you make and if it just kind of catches on, but um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's weird, man. It's like, I, I feel like I just might be too old to just not understand it. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I feel like I'm out of my realm half the time. I'm like, am I, my wife, who's the same age as, as us probably, but um, she has to like kind of hold my hand and walk me through it. Like, now, honey, you want to press this button to do that? I'm like, oh, okay. You know, I'm adjusting my glasses, <laughs> like my readers. <laughs> but, I didn't know how like fun. involved it was. I made one. I went back and forth. I'm like, let me make a warrior pins one because I was like doing doodles. So I decided to do like time lapse, procreate. Uh, stuff yeah. and find Ninja Turtle music to just set it to. I'm like, this is cool, but I don't know. So then I just kind of switched it to make it my own personal TikTok because I got really into music. So I started kind of like making beats and just kind of sharing stuff like that. Um, and nice. then I did something pin related and it was pretty funny. And I think it went 
viral in relation to like my own little world. Like it, the post just did like pretty well when you compare it to a bunch of my other like posts and stuff like that. Not not on TikTok. I repurposed it and like released it as a a reel or something like that. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but Tanner, I could not figure <laughs> out the platform. Oh my goodness, I didn't realize how involved it was. Like holding the text and you can set the duration and you can change all the different styles and stuff like that. It must have took me like an hour to make this 15 second clip. It was ridiculous. I yeah, I was definitely in the same boat. Um, a solid like hour and a half, two hours. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My wife's like, you're still working on that? <laughs> like, I got to make sure it looks good. <laughs> yeah, I'm almost there. I'm almost there. I think I got it. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, frantically <laughs> like, I think I understand now. Not now, honey. Not now. We're almost there. <laughs> it's been interesting. For sure. And, uh, you know, it's it's definitely worth the pain and the struggle uh, to try and keep up because, you know, that's kind of like, you know, business 101, just being able to to adapt to all these changes and these new platforms because people are going to go there and there's going to be attention to be grabbed and and had and stuff like that. So uh, why not try and take advantage of that when there's a, a new platform kind of emerging and trending? I know TikTok has been around for a little bit, but for whatever reason, I feel like pins and stuff like that, the pin game is going to get into Clubhouse. And like you said, probably somehow TikTok a lot more. You know, they'll probably mm-hmm. end up coming up with some sort of e-commerce feature and then you can start selling directly on TikTok and who knows, but you just kind of have to be open-minded with it. So that's cool that you're kind of uh, already doing that. Yeah. And then, you know, of course you're pretty much everyone's already on Instagram for Mm -hmm. a decade now. Um, yeah, man, it makes me wish that like internet forums were still like the only way to connect with people like way back when on the internet. Like, yeah. Yeah. Could you imagine a pen forum, but like 20 years ago and how crazy that would look like just, I imagine it being such a fun time because it's just, you don't have to, you know, swipe through all the the other, you know, annoying stuff on TikTok or Instagram or Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just all in one place. Like, I think that would just be amazing. We could time travel back 25 That would years. be awesome. We could be <laughs> pioneers of that. We could have pioneered all this stuff back in like the late 90s. But I I get what you're saying, because a lot of these like forms that I used to like visit, like Technodrome forms was like a Ninja Turtle thing. But he got like super hyper specific, like this is the conversation all about comics. And then within that thread, there was just like a bunch of other ones. So I felt I feel like uh, a, a, a pin form would just be so well organized. You'd be able to find everything. That just got it. I, I I don't know. I feel like now it's almost impossible to to make some sort of database with all that stuff, but uh, it's just it would it would be awesome if like all the Facebook groups and stuff like that would just into one community. But exactly, man, the internet would be that much better. No, nah, look at the internet's <laughs> trying to divide us into our own uh, yeah. private groups and stuff like that. <laughs> Um, speaking of Facebook groups, are, are you on Facebook groups? Are you using any kind of Facebook groups to any capacity? That is something I've kind of dabbled in throughout the last couple of years. Um, I used to have a trusted vibes, like Facebook page. Okay. Um, 
But after a while, I was like, you know what, like, I'm going to kind of focus all of my energy on a few versus all of my energy on like six or seven, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like social media platforms. Um, Yeah, on Facebook, uh, I think I I still am a part of these groups. I have them like muted. Um, But yeah, there's like a pin group for pins that are specifically under one inch. And then there's a pin group um, that's like anything goes like just post whatever. And like, mm-hmm. that one's kind of fun in the idea, but then you have just a bunch of nonsense being posted and not even pen related. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think I've found enough groups on Facebook for me to be like super impressed. Um, I don't know if there's just like a moderation problem or, or what, but um, I think Facebook in general, I'm just kind of slowly stepping away <laughs> yeah. from Facebook. It's tough. Uh, I mean, with all those headlines and stuff like that, that Facebook gets and, and, and whatnot is, you know, makes you feel weird being on the platform and, and continue to use it. But it's tied to Instagram. So that sucks. Um, yeah. And like, I feel like the pin groups are hit or miss. If you can find your like specific niche, then you might be able to find some 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 form of success, but I'm pretty sure that the audience will be super small. You know, I don't know if a lot of people are flocking to, to Facebook, but you'll find that niche dedicated audience. So, you know, you might have a pretty high click through rate um, if you're posting links or, or, you know, stuff like that. So I do feel like there is an advantage, but you got to dig through some weeds and there's a lot of just like, I mean, every time, I don't know if this happens for you, but every time I post on one of them, like I think Pin Nation is one of them and like Enamel Pins mm-hmm. is probably the name of another one. I'd get uh, a bunch of manufacturers sending me messages on my private Facebook account, the same ones that mm-hmm. we get on Instagram, but now they're coming through on Facebook. So that's the one thing that sucks. But yes. uh, I've gotten a couple sales from selling uh, or like posting a link on there, so... You know, I'll do it just to kind of get the exposure, but I think more times than none, it's gotten like a zero exposure. So I really don't rely on it. It's just kind of like, oh, I have an extra five minutes. Let me do that. But again, I, you know, I, it probably depends on like your business and, and the niche that you, you have. Yeah, I completely agree. Like if you have the spare five minutes and you want to, and you can just kind of quickly do that, um, I say go for it, you know, cause you'll probably get at least one or two sales from it maybe. Um, and it's happened to me. Um, and honestly, like I sit here and I complain about Facebook, but really I should probably do that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's all about what you want to do and, yeah. um, yeah. Yeah. There's no right or wrong answer because it, it can be a lot and it can be very overwhelming. Uh, typically I think more often than not, uh, there's a lot of just like these, these pin shops and these pin makers are just, it's just one person doing it. You know, maybe their partners mm-hmm. helping out from time to time, or maybe they have like a family member helping out. Um, but I, you know, that's just kind of like the sense that I've been getting from everyone I've talked to and, and met through shows and things like that. It's, it's a lot, it's a lot. So it's, 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 you know, you, you mentioned this before, it's kind of better to just kind of focus on the platforms that you know are going to work well versus spreading yourself thin, you know, when you're not mm-hmm. really going to get any kind of results or actions. Yeah, definitely. 
Cool. So I want to ask you, do you have any kind of marketing tips, like Instagram tips or anything like that for any kind of new pin makers? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, so on my phone in the notes uh, app, I have a dedicated hashtag note. Um, so when I'm creating a new post on Instagram, I can kind of quickly copy and paste those hashtags to then include in my post um, from my notes. Um, so that's a big time saver. Um, and I know for me, at least, a lot of times I'm using the same hashtags for any pin post. Um, mm-hmm. And really, um, what it's probably like 25 hashtags. Like, I kill it with hashtags. Like, <laughs> all my posts are just drowning in hashtags. Um, but it's free exposure and, you know, it helps Mm -hmm. gain followers. Um, so yeah, if you could just do a little bit of research, find out what hashtags that are like pin related that are doing well, or like have a lot of posts being added to, um, I think that'd be helpful. Um, and there's always kind of the trick, you know, use the popular hashtags, even though it has nothing to do with your pin. So it gives you like exposure. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, I've never really done that myself. I try and keep it tried and true for the the hashtags. Um, yeah. What about you? Uh, oh, interesting. Um, so I used to do that way back in the beginning before the algorithm just kind of started uh, becoming its own like brain and its own thought um, to try and like game the system. Um, but what I learned by doing that is you'll get the followers in like the short term, you'll get your numbers up, but then after a while, um, I think those accounts more often than not might be like bots and stuff like that. So they just kind of get like wiped out and stuff like that. And they're not like real follows. I I, I struggled with it because I was in the beginning, I was obsessed with growing the amount of followers. So I was trying everything from like the ultra niche specific hashtags, TMNT pins, enamel pins, Ninja Turtle pins, Ninja Turtles, things like that to, you know, L for L, like for like, comment for comment, follow for follow, um, Insta art and like way more like broad ones where your post will not likely be seen because of the amount of volume behind it. Um, but I know that back then there were just a lot of like accounts that I think were kind of connected to like a, a third party app or something like that, that would automatically follow you if you fit this criteria of having X amount of followers or using a certain hashtag. So it was really weird. And I was trying a bunch of different things in the beginning, but it's funny that you say that that is your advice. Cause I do the same exact thing in my notes app. Um, except I have, uh, like five or six different sets of 25 hashtags. And like oh. those 25 hashtags are pretty much the same. Um, you know, I'll have like a general Ninja Turtle. Uh, maybe I'll do, if I'm doing like one of my drawings or doodles, um, I, I'll just kind of like switch the, uh, the hashtag. So it includes like iPad drawing or Procreate art or TMNT art things like that. But then I, I leave five hashtags for me to kind of just make it specific about the post. So if it's Donatello, 
like one of my drawings was Donatello in the Life Aquatic as uh, as Steve Zissou. So like that oh, gave great. me <laughs> that gave me the freedom to kind of like add that and and hopefully get exposure through those hashtags. But it's a huge lifesaver having all mm-hmm. those and taking the time to do the research and putting them in your notes. You don't have to worry about it because. Oh my God, the amount of time I'm sure that we wasted in the past trying to remember all of those hashtags, <laughs> using the wrong ones, misspelling them, and all that stuff. So definitely we'll sign off on that piece of advice. Oh yeah, definitely. And the last couple of hashtags, you got to save for the, the little super detailed. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, all great advice. It all, it all hopefully it works you know i don't know at the end of the day you're still questioning the algorithm (laughs) no that's totally it i mean yeah you you put your time and energy into these posts and then at the end of the day wow is the algorithm really gonna help me out or just kind of bury me with everything else um yeah yeah. you know it's and it's 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 really not your fault because you can do you can do all the proper research you can do everything you can be following all the best practices it's very easy to get like disheartened by by everything when only a handful of your fault fo- like less than like 10% of your followers are seeing your post but you know <laughs> i don't know it is what it is, <laughs> it is, what it yeah. is really at the end of the day yeah. it's you just got to keep pushing through it um, tomorrow's a new day to reach more people yeah and you know um not to, you know, be a bummer to any listener or anything. I mean, at the end of the day, as long as you're having fun, um, yes, there's someone out there that's going to buy your pen. Um, and another good tip, you could always reach out to people and ask for a trade. Yeah. You know, like, hey, take a look at my shop. You like anything? Build your collection. I do that all the time. I'm like, hey, I love your pen. Um, I have like 10 pens on my Etsy store. Come check it out if you want one cool if not no worries mm-hmm. <laughs> you know it works out half the time they're like yeah let's, that'd be fun let's do it so. oh yeah uh, people love pin trades it's awesome and it's an, a, a great way like you said to kind of get some organic reach your your pins will you know hopefully be introduced to their followers and vice versa so there's value behind that yeah definitely and i'm always trying to give a shout out like hey be sure to check out these people this pin rocks <laughs> Do it to it. <laughs> I love it. All right. So talk to me about vending at shows. Have you, have you vended at shows? What's that like for you? I have gone to a handful. They've all been very small though. Okay. Um, that's definitely on my bucket list. I would love to go to like a legit like pins and patches um, show. Um, I would love to like take everything I have and like go to LA or New York or <laughs> Or something. It would be um, really cool. Okay, so you you so you've only attended these shows. You've never like vended at the shows. Oh, I've I've never been to one either. Yeah, oh. not the not the big ones. Yeah. Right, right, right. Um, but like but, like but, markets know, and stuff like that by you. I'm sure that there's like art shows and stuff like that. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, there's a handful I've I've caught here in Oklahoma City. Um, when I lived in Austin a couple of years ago, that was way more frequent. Um, there's just a, you know, a bigger crowd for it. Lots mm-hmm. of young people, hit people. Um, but yeah, you know, me and Matt from name pending, um, we actually teamed up at a, a small event one time. Is that a, 
a brewery and we shared a, a booth together and just with some other random artists and it was great we our our table was right next to the bar so we just kind of had to like <laughs> lift our hand and <laughs> you know we both probably sold like you know five items or something it wasn't a huge success but it was a good time just kind of showing off what you have to the world and you know big or small you can go to any kind of pop-up event or market um i say do it it's, it's a fun experience getting to mm -hmm. sell stuff face to face um yeah i would love to do more of that it's a great it's a great experience um and i'm glad that you had a good time because that's that's really what it's all about at the end not necessarily how many pins you sell or how much money you're making but like you're connecting with people who, you know, enjoy the products or just striking up conversations that probably wouldn't have happened if you didn't make those pins. So I think that's really cool. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. And, and of course, you know, the past year, 2020, early 2021, it's obviously been a different experience for everyone, yeah. but um, I can't wait, man. I want some more markets to go to. And then one day I would love to like, have enough to bring to like a big show um and even travel for it um because i know dallas has a lot of cool stuff similar yes. to that mm -hmm. um and that's a three-hour drive for me from oklahoma city so uh, that's not really bad. not that bad yeah no, i think patches and pins i i think they came to texas uh 2019 or they were beginning to like go all across the country before the pandemic mm -hmm. hit I was following them and I was like, man, yeah, please more of Texas and heck come to Oklahoma too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure he would have come. Um, I was getting ready. I'm like, do I, should I go on like a patches and pins tour? Like, does this make sense? Like, cause I was making like some pretty decent money. The logistics I think would be a nightmare and flying and booking hotels and stuff like that. Like oh, all by yeah. myself or, or like having to worry, like I would have to bring someone with me and then I, I would have to cover like all of their expenses as well. Like it wouldn't make probably a lot of financial sense, but the, the pen dreamer in me saw it as like living the life like yeah i'll meet you out in texas yeah i'll, I'll be out in portland uh at the end of <laughs> july like i was really like contemplating that and uh and hopefully uh, at some point you know we get there because it is a great experience it's it's wild you get to meet a lot of cool people it's a lot um and it can be costly for sure, but I think it's I think it's worth it. Just you're in the heart of the pin game. I feel like at a lot of these like dedicated events, and and it's just inspiring to see these people just enamor over all the enamel. How about that? One? <laughs> oh, I love it. That is poetry right there. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the light is at the end of the tunnel, and we're so close. Yes. Um, are, are you in New Jersey? Is that right? I'm in New Jersey. Yeah. Okay. Um, um, I don't know how New Jersey's been, but Oklahoma's been pretty good at getting vaccine shots out to people. And I don't know if it's just like a population thing, but um, it's really encouraging. It's like, oh my gosh, like people mm -hmm. are getting vaccinated. Like, I think we're getting close to kind of being at the end of this thing, hopefully, you know, knock on wood. Yeah, so. I, th I think you're right. A lot of my close friends have been vaccinated already. Um, I become, I think, eligible for vaccination April 5th. Cause I like my full-time job is in media 
Um, so I, that's really cool. Uh, and I'm definitely looking forward to doing that. I had to bow out of patches and pins this year because it, it was being held indoors. And despite all the precautions and preventative measures that were more than likely going to be taken, I still felt weird about it because it's still a lot of people and I'm going like very far out of my way. This isn't like, you know, I'm an hour and a half bus ride from New York City and then I got to get to the venue and then back and taking public transportation during all of this Ooh, stuff, yeah. meeting people, you know, more than probably touching hands, like not on purpose, but it's probably going to happen when you're taking cards and giving out pins and stuff. It was a lot, and I didn't feel like completely safe doing it. Had I got the vaccination when I needed to make the decision, maybe it would have been different. But unfortunately, mm-hmm. I'm going to have to uh, kind of be respectful, and uh, I, I just can't put myself in that position or my family in that position, you know? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's definitely a lot to think about. And Lord knows I've definitely been in that situation in the past year. Like, ah, I really want to go to this thing, but I'll. I'm going to take one for the team. I'm going to stay at home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In the long so. and in the long scheme of things, it's probably not worth it, you know, like you can yeah. you're okay not doing that one thing or not seeing that one person. Like it's understandable. Cool. So, uh let's move on to the final segment of the podcast. Uh one of my favorite parts, which is just uh just the Q&A rapid fire portion. I'm just going to throw a bunch of questions at you. I hope you're ready. There you go. All right. Get loose. Getting ready. You Cracking might need the some neck. water. There you go. Um, <laughs> get your Twitter ready. You know there might be some hot, hot yeah. topics and some hot debates going on. So, um, so let's get started. Are you soft enamel or hard enamel? Ooh, hard enamel. Okay. It just looks clean. It um, does. I say that, but then like a majority of my pens are soft enamel. So <laughs> text, a little texture is nice too, but man. Something about a hard enamel just really shines. I like it. I feel you. Just that polished look is just is just nice. It gives like a, a, a premium feel to it, you know? Yeah, definitely. Are you into dyed enamel pins or glow-in-the-dark enamel pins? Oh, glow-in-the-dark. Yeah. Um, I got to say that because, I mean, I got some skeletons <laughs> on my board that glow-in-the-dark. I got an alien that does that. Um. So it's fun being in this room all day with like the ceiling light on. And then when you like go to turn the light off, my pin board just like glows in the background. That's cool. <laughs> like that's pretty cool. That's tough. <laughs> I, I think that's a low key flex. And so, I mean, yeah, I mean, you gotta, <laughs> gotta flex where you can. <laughs> there you go. I love it. Uh, rubber backings or the butterfly backings. Oh, rubber. Okay. Yeah. Um, a little bit easier. If you're a hat pin guy, yeah, yeah. Um, I have a I have a hat that says pins on it, and I got all my pins on it, and I love wearing it. But man, if it was the metal backings, the butterfly clips, that would hurt. That would hurt after a while. <laughs> At least, I mean, the rubber it's still uncomfortable a little bit, but I think it's better. It's at least a little softer. Yeah. Wow. I actually never thought about that because I do have pins on some of my hats, but they're like towards the bottom of it like i don't have one on this hat but they're here so you have the flap oh. on the inside to protect you from it but yeah i'm not you know i'm 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 the odd one out probably only putting like pins on like the the lower part of it i've definitely seen people mm-hmm. who have pins like 
everywhere and stuff like that. And I've definitely had hats that I've worn like to the ground to the point where like this is so soft that the metal does like come through and like poke me. It's annoying. <laughs> like piercing your skull. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I do it for the game. This is how much I love pins. Yeah. I don't care. It's part I of the game. for pins. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's your favorite metal to make pins on? Ooh. Uh, probably nickel. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of my pins are black dye nickel. Mm-hmm. If I'm saying that right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I just like having the black look to it with the, the colors pop really bright on that. Yes. Um, Cause sometimes you get like a shiny kind of metal and it kind mm-hmm. of takes away from the design. Yes. Um, but I, I, you know, at the end of the day, it's all about what design you have and what looks best for it. But yeah, I'm I'm always doing the black dyed nickel. Nice. Yeah, we we do that pretty often too. Tell me, which hashtag team are you on? Pin game strong or pin game proper? Oh, is it bad that I didn't even know pin game proper was a hashtag? <laughs> <laughs> so I guess that answers my question. <laughs> it's like the the little brother that doesn't get uh, all the attention or whatever. It just kind of gets lost in the shuffle when people think about pin game strong and pin game. <laughs> yeah, it's all I, good. apparently I'm a pin game strong guy. Yeah. There you go. Nothing wrong with that. It's a strong, no pun. Well, I guess pun intended. Uh, yeah. Moving on. <laughs> uh, are you a pin addict or a pin collector? Ooh, mm. I'd probably say collector. Okay, I like that. I've I've seen a lot of cool pins, but I'm I'm able to walk away. You know, I don't have to get my fix there. You know what I mean, dude? <laughs> Start scratching my neck and yeah, oh, you man, gotta. I need my pins. Make a TikTok and how you're able to do that because it's so hard for me to resist <laughs> any trade that comes in front of me. <laughs> yeah. What's your favorite place to rock a pin? Ooh, uh, denim jacket for sure. Nice. Are you kind and of then, like littering your jacket with the pins, <clears throat> or is it just like one in the lapel and like maybe one over like the little pocket flap? Yeah, def- <laughs> definitely the latter. Kind of uh, strategically place them on the the pocket like flap on your mm-hmm. chest, and then you know one on the on the lapel part. Um, or I guess like the the neck folding. What do you call that? <laughs> On a that part of a jacket. The, the, uh, collar, lapel, kind collar. of. Yeah, that's a great. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't wait, know. What is that called again? <laughs> Maybe on a collar. jacket, yeah. it's a collar. On a shirt, the lapel, the collar. I don't know. Listeners, write your we'll comments in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let us know what you think. Start the uh, start the polls now. Yeah, yeah. Leave a comment <laughs> in in the section, and we'll pick one person, and that will be the best place for us to rock pins. I don't know, or whatever. <laughs> Completely forgot what we were talking about. Lapel and collar. <laughs> oh boy, Man. it's getting late. <laughs> I I do feel like the guy. There's a famous guy at like some baseball stadium who has a pin jacket covered head to toe. I can't remember if he's like a Red Sox fan or even a Yankee fan. But have you you're, heard of this? You're talking about Pin Guy. Uh, yeah. Uh, um, New York Mets. New York Mets. That's who it is. Yeah. Like almost head to toe covered in pins. Like that jacket must weigh like 30 pounds. Dude, it's funny that you bring that up. I met him uh, like two years ago. 
a co-worker invited all of us to go out to a Mets game. He's a really big Mets fan. So much so, he brought jerseys for all of us to wear. And there was like a small group of us. He had all these jerseys. I'm like, all right, cool, man. We'll throw on the jerseys. We're having a good time. And then Pin Guy just walks out of nowhere. And everyone's like, yo, Eric, 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 look, look, look. You got to go get a picture with him. And just like bugging out. I'm like, this is insane. So, of course, I like, I rush down. I get a picture. And I'm just like inspecting all of his pins. And it's dirt. It's so well done so it's a pinstripe Mets jersey I'm not a huge baseball fan so I don't know if this was like a vintage or like the current ones but just like the pinstripes thin pinstripes going all the way down and he had the pins matching the stripes so it was they were all neatly placed but Tanner they were everywhere everywhere that I, I don't know how much that jersey would weigh or I mean I hope he's he's got the rubber backings on them because they're yeah. Everywhere, (laughs) the sleeves all over his back. Like, does he have to stand the entire game or lean forward on his chair? Like, there's so many questions. (laughs) Oh my gosh, it's impressive that like parts of the jersey aren't like ripping every time he's walking. Just the sheer weight of all those pins on. Man, I've seen pictures, but I'm sure seeing it in person is like next level. It was insane, insane. (laughs) I should have him on the podcast. <laughs> oh my god, you do it, man. That'd be a great celebrity episode. Wow. Okay. Big goals. Would never <laughs> thought to, I, that would ever be a thing, but here we are. Let's let's uh we're going to yeah, let's bring it into fruition. What's the saying? Like wish it into reality or say it into reality? Yeah. Do it to it, man. That'd be there great. There you go. That'd be awesome. We'll, we'll we'll have you on as like a a guest interviewer or something like that if this actually happens. <laughs> oh, I, I would have a few questions for sure. Right that would that. be wild. <laughs> uh, all right, just a couple more questions for you. In the six years that you've been doing Trusted Vibes, what have been some of the biggest accomplishments you've achieved? Biggest accomplishments? Um, I've sold pins to countries I admittedly did not know were countries. um i've sold pins to i think yeah just it's kind of i don't know like i don't think there are any celebrities wearing my pins but there are people in australia wearing my pins um i've sent pins to japan germany france like pretty much everywhere europe um someone from new zealand what bought a pin one time yeah i mean it's crazy i mean the shipping is ridiculous even for a small pin go international that's someone's really wanting that pin but sometimes it's more uh, than the pin oh definitely yeah easily um i don't know i I think that's a pretty cool accomplishment for kind of a small little side thing i do um to have pins all over the world um and at the end of the day that's that's really the vibe i'm going for just share the fun pins with random people i love that Um, it's very cool I think when we started and we were getting international orders, I was really adamant about getting a globe or some sort of map and then just getting like little push pins. And I'm like, I'm going to get pins all over the world. And I started keeping track. Um, but, you know, the, the, the cost of shipping and stuff like that just makes it like pretty, pretty difficult. But mm-hmm. I'm sure it, it is a good feeling to know that like you got some pins in Australia, in New Zealand, New Zealand. That's crazy. Do you remember what you have in New Zealand? Uh, I think it's probably my UFO pin, my black okay. and white. 
kind of UFO desert pin, but yeah. Um, Yeah. Rihanna has a pin. No, I'm joking. (laughs) (laughs) I wish. I was like, what? Tell me more. What? (laughs) (laughs) I would be telling literally everyone I know on the streets, like, Hey, Rihanna, where's my pin? They're like, what does that even mean? But you would turn that into a pin of itself. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Um, yeah, I am just staying alive for six years, keeping the pin game going. Hey. I think that in itself is, is pretty cool. That's a pretty cool accomplishment, <laughs> for sure. Not You're able to stay afloat, not really, I mean, I don't know what the numbers look like, but I don't think you'd be here six years later if you were losing money, so that's awesome. Yeah, true that. There you go. If you had to remake one of your pins, what would you do differently? Well, which one would it be and why would you do it differently? I have a great example here. Um, are you a fan of The Office? Have you big, big watched fan. your... Okay, this will be not over your head then. Um, I released this Creed Thoughts website <laughs> pen. Um, I think I'm going to bring it back eventually. I mean, I just I just did it wrong. It's It's really small. It's hard to read because it has a shiny kind of background to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I would I would make it bigger. I would maybe even include like Creed actually being in the pen and not just the <laughs> website. Um, yeah, I, I made that pen thinking like I am such a genius. It's going to sell out in five minutes. Everyone loves The Office. Uh, <laughs> and then, you know, it did all right. It did decent, but it kind of, I just let it fade away. And yeah, if I could redo one, I think I'd do that and really like beef it up and make it awesome. That's cool. And and so I'm sure that you've used that experience with making uh, pretty much every pin afterwards, just kind of putting a little bit more thought into like what it's going to look like when it's done, like trying to really envision like the shiny finish versus a flat matte finish or something like that. So, you know, even though you could you would go back and change it, you, there's still like takeaways from that in order for you to make like better not better decisions, but, you know, get the pins that you want made, how you see them in your head. Definitely. Um, and way back then, you know, you're just, at least I was just trying to pump out a bunch of pins to beef up the store. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, this is something I kind of even learned recently, like let's slow down. Let's really think about this yeah. design. Let's, let's work on it for like a couple of weeks and not just like a day or two mm-hmm. and do a turnaround, you know? So, um, yeah. Nice. And last but not least, I'd like to end the podcast by asking everyone, because I feel like everyone's got a little thing in their life that they look forward to, um, whether it's Friday night movie night with your friends or going to In-N-Out and having a delicious burger and milkshake, you know, once every blue moon. Tanner, what are the little things in life for you? So, okay, this is going to sound really extra, so I apologize, but one of my little things in life right now is putting our margarita machine to use. (laughs) (laughs) Um, My wife and I got married in uh, July during the pandemic, so that was already kind of a bummer, Um, and that's a whole different story. We'll have to talk about that on a different (laughs) podcast. (laughs) It'd take too long to talk about. Um, it still turned out great. It was a great event. Um, but my sister-in-law 
kind of went in and bought this awesome margarita machine for us. Um, so honestly, if there's like any excuse to make a margarita, like I'm going to do it. It's coming off the shelf. I'm putting the ice in the, in the top dispenser thing and filling up the, all the ingredients <laughs> and it blends it and it like makes it into a slushy. It's be- It's loud as hell, but it's beautiful. Um, yeah. So, I mean, like there have been Tuesday nights where I come home to my wife who works from home and I'm like, how was your day? And she was like, it was actually pretty good. And I was like, mine too. Let's make a margarita. Let's do it. <laughs> so oh man, past- it's lit at your place on Tuesdays. Oh, I'll tell you what, man. We'll have to get you a plane ticket out here. Um, <laughs> yeah, Tuesday night at the Trammels. We're we're making margaritas. I love so. it. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of been my little thing I look forward to in the past like year or so. Just like life's short, you know. Let's let's have a margarita and and hang out. So I like that. I like that. All right, Tanner, you made it to the end of the Pin Pals podcast. How do you feel? Awesome, man. This is such a good time. I had a blast. Awesome. Oh, I'm so glad. I'm so thankful that you're able to take the time to be here and chat pins and just kind of open up about your stories and these challenges and, and all your successes. And it's just, it, it's so awesome to see you doing well, still making pins. You know, the pandemic didn't really get to you and you're still out here doing your thing. Um, so I just want to commend you on all your efforts. Um, all your pins are awesome can't thank you enough for being on here thank you awesome yeah well thank you so much man it's been an honor of course wow it's it's an honor that you think it's an honor to be here (laughs) heck yeah man uh i'm gonna give you the floor uh tell the listeners where they can find you what you have coming on uh in the future and any shout outs you have the floor is yours definitely um yeah, the website's super easy. It's just trustedvibes.com, and that will link you directly to my Etsy page where you can find all my fun products. Um, you can find me on Instagram and TikTok. Um, it's at trusted underscore vibes. Um, got some cool new releases coming up soon, including a fun, goofy movie pin. Yo, the Leaning Tower it's- of Jesus. That's right. (laughs) So I got that cool pin coming out. Um, Some pizza related pins in the works, um, which I'm really excited about. And I'm surprised I haven't made pizza pins yet so far. um, Because I love pizza. What's your favorite pizza? And then uh, I'm weird, man. I like pineapple and pepperoni. Interesting. As a combo, it's kind of got like a savory sweetness thing going on yeah a little I bit like... of hot sauce on it okay okay i'm gonna have to are you a... i got to write that down i gotta try that that sounds interesting a little twist on the hawaiian pizza yeah hmm. so, i mean some people are so anti-pineapple on their pizza so so it's yeah. cur- i'm always like wary of sharing that <laughs> i like that i would try that that sounds good with hot sauce nice. too interesting yeah hey um yeah i mean it works Shout out wise, I'd really like to say hello and thank you to Matt Benoit of Name Pending. Um, you know, I used to live in Austin, Texas, so we used to be like really close buds, but now with the distance, we just keep in touch through text and we're always sharing pin ideas and um, his feedback and support and help is always welcomed. And uh, yeah, really thankful for that, dude. 
And then of course, I'd like to do a shout out to my wife who allows me to take a part of my our office and make it like a pin studio basically. So <laughs> but yeah, and all of her support and love and and all that. Shout out to all the beautiful partners out there supporting us crazy pin dreamers. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and you also have a special discount code for our listeners. Oh, yes. I'm glad you reminded me. Um, yeah, for the next probably forever, if you use trusted vibes, all one word, I'll knock 20% off your order. Wow. Boom. 20%. The big 2 0. Woo! 20%. 20% by just using trusted vibes in your shop, all one word. Sounds pretty good. Oh, yeah. I love it. Well, Tanner, again, thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure getting to talk with you. Great conversation. Um, I look forward to the day in which our paths cross in real life, hopefully at a Patches and Pins Expo. If not, we'll go crash Matt's place and uh, just hang out. Oh, my gosh. Yes, let's do it. (laughs) And thank you so much for having me, man. It's been great. Yeah, no problem, man. No problem. We'll definitely have to have you back on because uh, there's a lot that we haven't talked about and I'm sure we could go on for a while. But for now, it's been great. Thank you so much. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you. All right. Take it easy. Awesome, man. Have a good one. And there we go. Another episode in the books. Thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate it. If you made it this far, take that screenshot and share it on social media. Make sure you tag us and let all your friends know that you guys have good taste when it comes to podcasts. If you've enjoyed what Tanner had to say, please check out his shop, Trusted Vibes, and buy a pin or two from him. Links to his shops and his Instagram will be in the show notes. Big shout out to our Buy Me A Coffee supporters and members. You guys are the real ones. Pin My Ride and Pins by Charlie. Really appreciate the continued support. Thank you, thank you, thank you. To anyone out of the loop, if you're digging this podcast, why don't you consider supporting it by buying me a coffee? Now, this sounds silly, but it's a fun way to directly support the podcast, either with a one-time donation or a monthly reoccurring membership. All that money goes back into the podcast, whether it's producing episodes, getting them edited, hosting fees, and other miscellaneous costs, it all will go back into the podcast in order to churn out a much better, more polished product. So that's awesome. And in return for supporting me and the podcast, you get a bunch of cool perks like early access to where guests will be, exclusive content on our Instagram page. We're about to do and announce some fun monthly Zoom chats, and we're working on some merch. I don't want to say too much about that right now, but it's in the pipeworks. So if that all sounds like something fun and that you want to be a part of, definitely check out the show notes. Don't forget that you can watch the podcast on YouTube. Just search for Pin Pals Podcast and it should be the first result. Definitely check that out and subscribe if you haven't already. Also, for all you audio listeners, thank you for continuing to download and support the pod. If you haven't done so already, why don't you rate and review on Apple Podcasts? It only takes two seconds and it goes a long way. Do so and it's possible that I'll read your review just like this one from Jackie Meoff. If you like pins, you're going to love this podcast. (laughs) Short, sweet, simple, and super helpful. Thank you, Jackie. I appreciate you taking the time to do that. I think that's all I have for this episode. So I've been your host, Eric. Thank you for joining me. I will see you next week for another new episode. And remember, it's the little things in life. Peace. Peace.